Chapter 2. Have you heard about the Carton Cast? When we last listened to the Carton Cast, Ben and Zane were talking about how much they would prefer to watch something else. I can't believe how much I would prefer to watch something else. And now, our two podcasters are providing the narration for the introduction for this very episode, literally just using as many words as possible to take up time. This will take more time than my beef soup. And you must have a beef with this introduction. It must be making you mad. Angry. It's, it's making us angry. Well, we took up too much time talking about ourselves, but stay cartooned for Chapter 3. This cartoon is pretty bad. You can say that again. That again! <laughs> that was nice and that was nice and short. It was, Did you write it out ahead of time? Yeah, it was okay. I I, <laughs> I kind of like the idea of us ad libbing it. I, I wanted to do it in the style of the show, and that's fine. I I don't have too much love for this show, so it's not really a big deal if we had a shit shitty skit. How, I will say, what, what other I kind think of skit could we have, could we do? I I was mulling that over. I thought it might have been fun to uh, kind of do a like a. Like a Joe Diamond sort, like a detective sort of noir Joe narrative. Diamond. Yeah, from Arkham Horror. Like, do it like oh, a detective yeah. narrative. Like, she walked into my office, all legs, damn, up to heaven. And then just, uh, bah, bah, like that. Oh. <laughs> and you have the female lead just be a sheep. <laughs> um, but it, this was fine. This was, this was fine. It was appropriate. I wouldn't have minded the opportunity to do a little more ad-libbing. Not a big deal. Okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, I guess let's just start let's, now. Let's get in. Yeah, so, um, hi everybody, welcome to the Carton Cast. Uh, this is the Carton Cast in the Big City, podcast with the power of an ox. <laughs> and my name is Ben. I am Zane. And this is a podcast devoted to looking at old cartoons we thought we enjoyed on some <laughs> level and Finding that <laughs> wrong. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Sheep in the Big City. I feel you, like uh... we're going to be talking about Sheep in the Big City for a while. <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> you, you haven't let me live this down all week. <laughs> I've been griping about him to his face because we actually were in close contact about how much I did not want to watch this show. <laughs> and I think I think it was my fault for saying, you know, you have to stop picking shows that are actually good. <laughs> Those um... are not your exact words, but okay. No, no, I I said a lot more on the subject. Yeah, but it's it, it it's fine. Um, I don't know how <laughs> you want to start going into this. Uh, so I'll give a little bit on the production. Yeah, well, let, let's tell tell me about tell me about how this show got produced. Um, well, it it ran on Cartoon Network from two thousand two thousand two. Uh, it was one of the winners of the you know new cartoon contest that they do. You know, they show little animated shorts and they people vote on them and. Yep, and people's... they didn't they didn't upgrade the animation at a lick nope. from the nope. premiere. <laughs> usually <laughs> they, everything as shitty. Usually when you up the staff from like two people drawing in a basement to like an actual production staff. Yeah, did you improves. see the credits? <laughs> there are a lot of people and then just one guy for music, and the music is by far the best the part. Music, of the, show. the music's awesome. The um, music is great. This was produced by Curious Pictures, uh, and was created by Mo Willems. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he, I think I read that. Yes, he he won six Emmys for his writing on Sesame Street. Really? Uh, yeah. He also this, this is him trying to be grown up. <laughs> he <laughs> he also performed uh, stand up and wrote for two other animated shows, Kablam and uh, Codename Kid Next Door. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, he he. It's the burden of uh, talent, and you know, like they say, <laughs> Mo Mo Willems, Mo problems. <laughs> <laughs> um. But he actually, his, um, his primary... I had to get that out of the way I... so it didn't taint any further conversation. Down I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, now I don't have to interrupt. Go on. His, his primary career, actually, though, was a, as a children's book writer. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, after college, he traveled the world, tr uh, drawing a new cartoon every day, and just turned it into a career. 
Uh, Jonathan Colton did sort of a, a, a similar challenge to himself to see how proactive he could make himself mm-hmm. um, to make 52 songs in a year. Just a song every week. That's pretty good. And his songs are usually pretty great and uh, varied. So, you know, there's something to be said for that sort of uh, that deadline. We, we uh, should that do format. some we should do some sort of uh, artistic weekly thing. Yeah, I, I wish I had an idea of what we could. <laughs> anyway. This can't be it. <laughs> uh yeah, so the, the the plot are you done with the production? Yep. yep. Alright, so let's talk about the plot, which is this is kinda okay. It's the plot not a plot is plot. <laughs> let, let me let me give it a shot. Though. You you go right ahead. So Sheep, um, who was named Sheep because he looked just like a little sheep, uh, <laughs> he is uh, the chief component in a, ray, in a sheep-powered ray gun by a secret military organization, um, which he can't tell anybody, the general can't tell anybody who what organization it is because then it wouldn't be a secret, would it? Right. Uh, they yeah, have a big and... sign up front that says, you know, secret military organization, don't tell anybody. Yeah, uh, all the helicopters say secret uh, secret military uh, helicopter. Don't look. <laughs> Don't look. Please ignore. Please ignore. That's just, what it was. Just yeah. peachy. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. Um, and uh, so they're hunting down sheep, and he realizes that he's going to put his family, i.e., Farmer John and the rest of the farm, at risk if he stays there. So he uh, escapes to the big city and tries to blend in and have a modern lifestyle, um, which is okay. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of a weak plot, but this is more of a variety show it's, than an actual cartoon. It's kind of it's rem, it's sort of reminiscent of the same sort of variety show of like Cow and Chicken or Ren and Stimpy, where there are main characters, but sometimes they'll just have a commercial for you know uh, oxymoron de- or a, a dishwashing detergent. It, it it's better than uh trying to wash your dishes with paint or whatever. Yeah, that's that's one example. Another example is just for guys named Harold. It's a miracle cure that can do everything for you, but it only works for guys named Harold. What? <laughs> yeah. Was it, this must have been the third episode because I could only find three episodes and I refused to watch any after the second. Really? No, I I could find a, a bunch of them. No. Oh, okay. Well, I I gave up after two, so I hope you have 50 minutes worth of material, because I am going to be able to talk for 10 minutes about everything I found. Well, uh, you know, this show is really an exercise in stretching material. Because That's true. They, took it's tw- as... they take a 22-minute show and cut it up into three chapters and spend about a minute of each chapter previewing and re-reviewing what happened in the other chapters. Yeah, which is both necessary and a good idea, because I think the narrator is the best part of the show. Yeah, uh, Ben Plotz. Is that his name? That his name is Ben Plotz. Are, are you sure he's not from Cowie Chicken? I, you know, there might have been a crossover. He <laughs> is definitely like he's the, the best, red guy's alias. He's definitely the best part of the show, possibly because he's the only one that will acknowledge how ridiculous and how dumb the show is. It, it, yeah, he hates his job. He hates the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think the voice actor is probably like, "This is real meta," and I'm, I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason I showed up. It's like somebody wanted to make a show out of Bulk and Skull trying to unveil the Power Rangers. Like there's just <laughs> there's just not a lot to it. They try a different thing every time. It blows up in the in general specifics face. Like a reverse um, Scooby Doo. And then Sheep does whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, Sheep is not what you would call an active protagonist. No, it, it the the plot kind of happens around him, and he makes these just adorable bleeding sounds. Yeah, no voicing, um, no voicing for him. I, I like his, I like his, I like his, <laughs> I, I like the idea of <laughs> yeah. Bah, bah. Hey, that was pretty good. Thank you. you could he's vo- also you a werewolf. After a sheep. Yeah, uh, what? Yeah, he's also a werewolf. He's got yellow eyes. Is that how you know? Wait, isn't that a werewolf thing? I'm... In, like, The Wolf Among Us, uh, that game from Telltale, uh, you know, he always has yellow eyes and he's going to turn into a werewolf. I thought that was more of, like, a meth addict thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a werewolf thing. A lot of similarities. Which means that uh, Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond was actually also a werewolf. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I really like the sound of sheep's bleating. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he's just something for the other characters to react to. And yeah. for, like, the narrator. The narrator kind of just voices sheep's, you know, monologue, whether or not it is accurate. Yeah, it's like... Sheep is worried about his prospects at getting a job in the big city. Like, bah. really, like, high and low pitch roller coaster for the narrator's speech. Yeah, and that's the 
probably the best part. <laughs> it reminds um, you that you're actually watching something. Yeah, it reminds me not to get too fed up because somebody's there with me dealing with the punishment. Yeah. Um, but it's a, you know, it's, the show is, is more of just a framework for them to shoehorn in as much literal wordplay as possible. Yeah, this, this was a real, I, I don't know how to, I don't, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like, uh, I saw a Tim Burton exhibit a while back at, uh, at MoMA in New York. Yeah. Um, and it had all these drawings, like, um... Paul started undressing her with his eyes, and it's got a picture of this guy and his eyes coming out of the sockets with the optic nerve, and the eyes are like, they grow little hands and start like ripping off someone's clothes. Right. <laughs> and it's like a little bit more tame than that. But yeah. It's sort of the same idea. It's like if Tim Burton directed a cartoon show for kids. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That would explain it's some of the ridiculous on... body, like, body types. Like, Farmer John's nose Look. is coming out of his forehead. Well, we don't have to talk about Farmer John. <laughs> He's not a character. I didn't even put him down in the character section. Oh, jeez. Uh, I took, I put the sheep, the general specific, and the narrator as characters, and everyone else is garbage. General specific is... He's like, okay, he's, I'm going to tell he's you... The, he's, the, he's the proactive part of the show that I, everyone I wanna, reacts against. I want to give you um, a dumbing down of what I feel about general specific, and you can tell me whether or not it hits the mark. Okay. Um, he is the cartoon version of Dr. Evil. Hmm? Yes. <laughs> you, you had to deliberate that a little I, bit. I don't know. When I first saw him, the fact, like, his clenched teeth and his manner of speaking and his just general disdain and, like, carelessness for those around him made me think of Bender from Futurama. Interesting. But I can definitely see the Dr. Evil. Like, he literally, the in one episode... is definitely true. In one episode, he you literally just presses buttons to throw his minions down hatch doors. I think that's when I came up with the thing. It says the button next yeah, to it. Yeah, like, that's the only button he has. And instead of fire, it's just the sound of, like, plates being dropped yeah. <laughs> when the guy gets to the bottom. So, And, he, you know, he's he, he doesn't like it. He doesn't care for his subordinates. And he's very uh, deliberate in his speaking. Yeah. So did that's you, how, that's why I thought he was like. Did Dr. you notice Evil. that the medals on his chest? Are, I love the medals are on his chest. Three exclamation points and, and a then question a question mark. mark. <laughs> yeah, I, which actually brings me to the point about the show that I want to make. I feel like the joke, the the show has better jokes in just visual humor, or jokes that they don't specifically draw attention to, or only draw attention to it barely. Like, uh, if they start talking about the joke. For more than a sentence, it's ruined, and it's worse yes. than if they hadn't brought attention to it at all. Yeah. So, like, if you know the private if private public catches sheep, he'll just it'll pan back to them, and he'll just be like, "Good off-screen work, private," and that's all he'll say about it. <laughs> and that's pretty good. The vision, yeah, I, I do. I but like then the you have Matt, then you have angry scientists, and angry they scientists. constantly say that he's an angry scientist, not a mad scientist, which is ridiculous, and they're because they're synonyms. It's not as though it's his name, which is also dumb, because they constantly say how, man, I don't like most of the jokes in, on the show. In one episode, it's real hit or miss. In one episode, he, he says, I would now prefer to be referred to as um, the scientist who is working through some issues. Yeah. <laughs> like, N no thanks. It's a joke that like, is they funny already to made. a subset once, and then they're just like, they're blowing it. Like, this is you a great show. Make up more jokes? This is a great show for young kids with short attention spans. Uh, I'm not even sure about that. Like, I agree with that. I don't know. Like, I feel like they're just... I feel like this is... This is entirely done by a person who just got the concept of wordplay. <laughs> and they just try and get it in everywhere. Yeah, and they draw attention to it. It's like, the, the, the jokes that the guy came up with are drawn attention to. Yeah. Um, and then the animators are just like, let's... You know, work around let, it. Let, let's, let's just mess around in the background and make funny stuff happen. Like, um... Like, uh, the general will say, like, let's turn this town upside down, and you'll see a bunch, like, while he's talking to sheep in a dress, like, a bunch of military men will go into the background in the city and, like, yeah. flip all the buildings upside down. Yeah, and, like, that's something that you just learn to predict after watching a couple episodes. I, I watched five minutes of it, and I predicted it perfectly. <laughs> well, you've like, seen any, it. Anything which could be misconstrued, that's, that's gonna be a joke. I was appalled when he said something about a phone, and it didn't go to, like, the hold the phone person. Oh, yeah. Like or, like, you've caught me unawares, and it didn't go to, like, some guy throwing a bag of 
uh, underwear at him or something like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, it's very formulaic. It's surprising how formulaic is for it. how random it tries to be. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Um, um I I do like a, I, I do like the jokes that are, you know, they they only draw attention to it once. Like they're usually winners. It's just when they keep on saying the same thing over and over again, which happens not infrequently. Well, like, I, they, there's a couple of them that I wanted to talk, wanted to say, yeah. just to give the audience a better idea of what the jokes are. Yeah, there's no real, like, continuous theme for what the jokes are. You just kind of say a bunch of them, and some of them are funny, and some of them aren't. Yeah, like, like uh, the, the, narra- the narrator will say, you gotta watch out for traffic in the big city, and sheep gets run over by a, by a car. Yep. Um, uh, or ravenous German shepherd. And, you know, you expect he's going to get tackled by a, like a, a, dog. By a dog. And it's just this German guy who's also a shepherd hitting him over and over in the head with his cane. Right. Like, Which is fine. There's so <laughs> much of, of it, eventually it catches you off guard. Like, every five minutes or so, I got hit with a burst of laughter and then was yeah. not impressed the rest of the time. Um, uh, the one where he's he, it pans back to general specific after the sheep catching mission didn't go well, and he's like, I'm surrounded by buffoons, and it pans out, and a bunch <laughs> of idiots are just dancing around. I him, love the buffoons. Like, just, just go home. Just go home. Just <laughs> quietly, politely leave. Oh. <laughs> uh, Scooby and Shaggy's shadow appear behind the soldiers in like a sneaking section where it shows their shadows. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty funny stuff in here, but it's just, it's so hit or miss. Yeah, I couldn't, well, they, I they make fun of the Scooby-Doo door gags once. Um, yeah, barely. Where, where they're like, there's two doors, and they're, yeah. like, they just go they in just one go and out the other. And they, yeah, yeah, they just go back and forth. And your brain is like, they'd meet up if they just kept doing <laughs> that. Um, yeah, the, I, I liked a There's also just a lot of dated references. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Like there's yeah. that that one life to live sketch at the beginning of that one thing. Yeah, the like the soap operas. Yeah, and it's you know, it's okay, but they keep saying it for two minutes. Well, they lampoon, like it's not just dated references; it's references that were dated long before the show came <laughs> out. Like they make fun of Bob Dylan and hippies. I saw that <laughs> Bob Dylan style song about sheep in the big city. They also, guy, I'm like, talking about Schmitty. They make fun of rich stereotypes, the Queen of England, PSAs, freeze frames. This was all in one episode, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same episode with the Scooby-Doo uh, sneaking montages and door gags. I think that if we ever, when we go back to a show that has referential humor, it's, like by definition, it's not timeless. So it's always going to fall flat. I get the feeling, like you said, I get the feeling that it wasn't even good in the era that this aired. Yeah. I contrast it like to Charlie Chaplin or something that like slapstick and goofiness is always relatable regardless of the time period. So those shows I think are gonna appear much better in yeah. hindsight. Maybe maybe the ones that I did laugh at were the ones that were more timeless. Um like what? Well there was one where there was like a, a, a priest and he was going it, it was like a dream sequence and he was going to marry Sheep and Sheep's love interest, uh, Swanky the Poodle. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> And and they like I said their, he like they like said their vows and he said I now pronounce this fruit tomato I used to pronounce it tomato <laughs> <laughs> right like, that's not bad that's okay um, and there was sometimes it'll get you catch you off guard as long as they're not with saying the, angry um, scientist over and over yeah. again I got so weary of that one joke and they won't shut up about well I know I know I know that's why I gave you the role of of saying it in the intro. It's um, insufferable. I I actually like the like infomercials and like the news better because it's less formulaic because they they think, have more free range. I didn't like them, and I think it's just because the entire joke of it is just it's weird that this person is coming to my house and telling me about a product, which is a fine joke, but it was it, it, even within the context of the show, the joke went on too long. Yeah. So it went on for like forty seconds. Yeah. By uh, by which time I'm just waiting for it to end, so I can hear sheep bleeding and get a little Pavlovian response. <laughs> this this show has the shotgun approach to humor. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of them will hit. <laughs> there was definitely uh, a few comedians that I used to listen to mm-hmm. uh, that did that shotgun approach. Uh, who was that one guy? Pat, Mitch, Mitch Mitch Hedberg. I was Mitch actually, I was actually thinking like this show feels like it was made by Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, except that. He kind of like if Mitch I Hedberg like had he, a children's show. 
Yeah, and he didn't, like, edit his material beforehand. He just threw all the jokes in there, regardless right. of how good they were. They could have used a uh, stronger editing process. Yeah, I, think, I, I don't know why they didn't, because they, the, they have an appreciation for humor there. It's just so hit or miss, it makes me think that they just didn't throw anything away. Like, they knew what they wanted the show to be, and I think they succeeded, but I don't think they set their sights high enough. Oh, that's certainly true. Like, I think they tried for the aesthetic that, like, Adventure Time or Axe Cop eventually got, but they just they just weren't subtle enough about it. Like, they didn't understand what parts of it were funny, they just knew that some parts of it were, and they couldn't cut anything out. Hmm. Uh, I wonder... Hmm. I wonder... I wonder like the, how you can kind of prove or disprove that. Like, the people behind, you know, those other shows clearly understand what parts of the randomness are fun. Let, let's let's go ahead and, and uh, let's make sure that we're not saying anything hyperbolous. Adventure Time is not 100% funny in every joke. No, I agree. But, but it hits with such an astronomically higher success much rate. Much better. Yeah, I just wanted to shine a little no, light. No, I'm not, I'm not, you know, super and fan not of Adventure heart. Time. They're just like, it's clearly do, trying to do a lot of the same stuff, at least in the earlier ones that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one doesn't. Yeah. It, and, what, what is the, okay, uh, it's not even all wordplay, sometimes it's just zaniness. Mm-hmm. What's with the angry Swede? The ranting Swede? The ranting Swede. You don't is like the a... ranting Swede? No, I hate him. He's awful. <laughs> he's really he's he mixes the two things. We that already did the angry scientist. Aren't like, funny, and they were just like these are our two guy. favorite parts of the show. Let's mix them up and put it at the end. It's it's exuberant foreign guy. They do it like four or five times an episode. I can't get the feeling that this show is just incredibly racist, but they don't like know what the racism is supposed to be so they just put negative character traits on top of a race. <laughs> like, British. Haughty. Okay, that one works. Um, Swedish. Angry. Fine. <laughs> Pass. German. Angry. Sure. <laughs> like, they just, like, there's no focus. <laughs> Watch, uh... The ranting Swede. Why do they call them meatballs? These aren't uh... balls. They're orbs, or something. A, ba- a ball you can bounce. These are these are meat lumps, and my own people are. These yeah. are my own people doing this. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. <laughs> that's gonna. That's what we're gonna put that at the end of the episode. I'm not putting that at the end of the episode. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna. Um, I think I'm just gonna put uh, sheep bleeding for a while, <laughs> or maybe like the, maybe like the circle of sheep all bleeding in their like group therapy session. Oh jeez. <laughs> Do you remember? Um, there's a couple random stands. Like, uh, Sheep has this incredibly fun... Like, I think the best part of the visual comedy with, uh, is when... She, well, maybe not the best, but a very consistently funny part is what Sheep can disguise himself as. Yeah, it's usually, like, a wig or, like, a mop. That one angry woman's wig or cotton candy. Yeah. Um, there's a ra- random cotton candy stand. Yeah. And it, it's... It, yeah, that's the sign for it, is random cotton candy stand. Yeah, everything's there's very a, literally labeled. Yeah, which I like that part. There's like, also random <laughs> puppet ran, random puppet show kiosk. There was one of those... Um, they need a shoulder angel and devil. There was one of those fake, um, you know, fake TV show, like, little clips before and after the uh, commercials. Where yeah. it was like, this cowboy is uh, coming to the rescue. And then his horse throws him off next to a sign that literally says the rescue and an arrow pointing in the direction. I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's <laughs> almost a little bit too far down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have. I don't even have a lot of notes left, though. It's, how are we going to fill this, man? I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I liked it when I was younger. Like, I thought, oh, man, this is such an original, you know... It's You're out not wrong. There. It's it's doing comedy in a way I've never seen before. It must be good. Like this is it's the kind sort of, of show that I would show to humor. a preteen if I wanted them to eventually develop a good sense of humor. Yeah, I don't think that's unfair. Um, this is sort of the dark side of experimental comedy that you know they don't have anything <laughs> better than at the time. Yeah. Um, this is what but... I would show somebody to get them ready to watch Homestar Runner. <laughs> do you really need to be I guess you kind of do you, you need some prep they're a little better at zaniness at zany timing yeah. than uh, than this but they'd have no, not nearly as much wordplay and I like wordplay it's I, funny yeah it just this is not the right kind of wordplay 
how, how do you feel about the opening intro? Because we usually talk about that, and I'm really searching for things to talk about. Oh, like the jazzy number? Yeah, and it's just uh, every so often uh, sheep will just, or somebody, not even sheep, somebody will just be bah. Yeah, it's just, like it's like a studio bah, audience. Bah, bah. I, I like the idea, like it's a studio audience um, at a live show, and you know they usually have like the sign that says applause and everybody claps. I feel like it just says bah, and everybody goes all at once. Uh, the people in the sh- the creators of the show really like the idea of an audience applauding. It it feels like they really just need that source of validation. They want the audience to be involved. Well, they they put audiences clapping in their show. Right. <laughs> it's a little bit little bit of projection. <laughs> I do like that it's a sheep. Sheep are kind of inherently funny. Like, well, and I don't think I've seen any other form of media with a sheep in any sort of role. I'm not sure what other sort of animal it could be because a sheep works. A goat. It's not a com. Well, goats are too high tempered. A no, sheep, no, no. A sheep works because he just kind of goes with the goes with the flow. This one does. Is that a thing for sheep? That's literally like if you call someone a sheep, it means that they're a follower, like they're going with the flow. I got a I got a really dark memory while watching this. Wake up, sheep. That I that I didn't know <laughs> that I didn't know how to uh, subsume. Oh yeah. Which was uh, in second grade, they had us like touch a dissected sheep eyeball. Yeah, I opted so, out of that. I opted into it. <laughs> that was a mistake. No, I went back for seconds. Oh, jeez. Well, he has two eyes. It's the oh. only way I'd get any uh, depth in the in the topic. No, I remember. Uh, I remember Swish. that day very well. Hang because... on a minute. I'd like you to. I'd like you to acknowledge my pun. Ugh. I'm I'm depth? punned out after this. Yeah, <laughs> it really like the gland is just is just weary. <laughs> like it's gonna be so sore tomorrow. Like somebody's gonna ask. Oh, me will if it I fly? Want... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, even that, like, I'm starting to, like, tense up. <laughs> um, no, I remember the sheep eye uh, in second grade, how I was the only one that opted out. They were they were like, okay, this kid has a history of emotional problems. Let's not, let's not freak him out. You don't have... Yeah, you can, go, you can go sit in the corner and read. And every single person afterward came up to me and was like, you made the right choice. <laughs> that was I don't not remember... educational. <laughs> I don't remember kids in second grade being that uh, verbose with their second gradients. It was the first, and I it was it was the beginning of a very long series of events where I'm always right, but people don't do what I say anyway. Hmm. Would you classify them as unfortunate? Yes, it was a series <laughs> of unfortunate <laughs> events. All right, we don't need to. Okay, so um, also a series of unfortunate events. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the back of my neck was tingling. <laughs> um, I actually like Private Public a lot. Why? He has one of the least ir- lesser irritating voices, but beyond that, why? Well, that's why. Um, <laughs> by he's by really... virtue of not pissing you off, I he's a like, good character. I just like anyone that's really good at their job. And in this show yeah. filled with iniquity... Inequity? No, maybe... Well, what what are you what what word are you going for? Uh, like they're everyone's bad at their job. Like incompetence. That's, incompetence. In this show Equity. of iniquity, there's <laughs> there's a sort of um, you not know, forgiving you for that. Sheep's not really great at avoiding capture. Like the whole point of sheep moving from the farm to the city is to avoid capture. It's like oh, it's too obvious for sheep to be on a farm. They'll they'll find him here, but they know he's in the city now. But at the same time, General Specific's so bad at his job, he can't catch him. I kind of like General Specific. I feel like, like Private Public... I like him better than the other characters. Private but Public not by moves the story along. Like, otherwise it would just be... Are you thinking about those cartoon cartoon bumpers? A with little the, bit. He's the sidekick. With Boo Boo saying? Yeah, he's the sidekick. Yeah, the sidekick bar? Yeah. <laughs> we may not get the best roles, but we move the story along. Boo Boo? Is that Boo Boo? Yeah, that was Boo Boo. Boo Boo Babadidi? Boo Boo Babadidi. <laughs> Batman, Birdman, <laughs> Bam Bam, Yosemite Sam. You remember more lyrics than I did, and I didn't think that was possible. Um, you get an egg. Stop giving me eggs. <laughs> you got like you you've got a freezer full, and you never make omelets. I make omelets all the time. I you don't have to make the sound if you're gonna like put the sound in in post. I also probably shouldn't make the sound because it implies that I'm hitting you with the egg. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good prize. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, so um. Did you ever get the impression that, like, the whole Farmer John leaving all of his other sheep behind and just trying to go find sheep, uh, like, 
It feels weird referring to the other sheep as other sheep and the sheep as the proper noun sheep. But uh, did you ever get the, the feeling that that was a conscious allegory to like uh, uh, parental favoritism? I think it was a parable for uh, Moses and the flock. Oh, Moses yeah. was a shepherd. The one sheep went away, and then went, went he went he after him and, and found God. And so I think what Farmer John was trying... No, no, I'm, I can't follow this any further. Um, <laughs> no, I think it was plot-based. I... <laughs> yeah. It's not like he was good at his other, like, anything else he did. I do yeah. like how he, like, convened a meeting of the farm animals. That's pretty good. Like, he's he talking has to all them, of his... like, all people. Of... They are kind of just people. They're his family. Like, he has all the chickens helping him stitch a quilt. Yeah. And he has a group therapy session for sheep. And it's like, you all failed the leadership course. You're just going to have to try harder next time. I, I, like, barely even know what the joke is anymore with him. I like his voice. Um, yeah, because it's sad. It's, like, felonious. In the, in the final episode, there it's, like, a meta thing. It, it's a more meta thing about um, the show itself. Is it? Yeah, they, um, like, they start the episode with the ranting Swede, and then they're like, cut, that's a great job, sheep. And then you see, like, the minor characters, like, complaining in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And Farmer John's like, well, at least you get a good part. I only had two lines last episode. Two! <laughs> and, like, the other one, the, the rest of them just, like, go over to the next table. And he brings it up again and again. <laughs> like, I love his voice. It's so... <sighs> yeah, it's very sad sack. It's very sad sack. It's like, sad sack. uh... It's like uh, what's his face from uh, from Scrubs? Oh, the, the one guy, the sad lawyer. Yeah, the, with the clown hair, whatever yeah. his name is. Clown hair, sad Ted? lawyer. Yeah, Ted. Is it Ted? C H S L. Ted is a sad lawyer. name. It's a really sad name. Oh yeah, sad lawyer. Uh, all right. Well, I, I let let's try to move it along to the other section. Um, <laughs> let's go to the animation. So. A lot worse art than I remember it being. This is the cheapest looking animation we've done for the show so far. <laughs> it's just which shapes. includes rocket power. It's just shapes. It's just shapes. <laughs> it's just shapes. They're not consistent at all. And if you, um, I, I watched the pilot back when it was. The, the one thing I did notice is the movements were really jarring in the pilot, and like that got approved. And at least they cleaned it up. Like they added more intermediate frames, but mm. the underlying issue is still like you got people that just are horrifying to look at yeah with, it's with, with circular like off color heads with like different sized eyes like this is a horrible thing to look to look at it it's very uh yeah yeah it's it's offensive to the senses like in a lot of ways we're going to get into how I hate, much I hate the voice acting but like <laughs> this hurts your eyes and it hurts your ears and it hurts your brain <laughs> like no party wants to keep watching this long enough to get the couple of good jokes and it would hurt your taste if you drank that uh, shrimp ola cola oh uh, you don't like shrimp co- shrimp ola cola <laughs> you know it it has the power of an ox and yet i uh, <laughs> remain unconvinced I, w- I will admit that i prefer shrimp ola pepsi yeah all right I just go straight for crab juice. <laughs> I'll take my crab juice. Um, yeah, everyone knows that we didn't need to do that. But um, so the other thing about the animation is what I've already said, which is there's usually two things going on at once: a background gag and uh, the gag that's going on in the foreground, which they're also talking about while they're doing the gag. Right. And I don't know whether it's a case of me just disliking how much of a spotlight they're shining on the joke that they're proud of. It's, it's um, and an how much it's, it's I I think the background gag is just always better. Yeah, well, <laughs> your your brain is saying like I can't look at this anymore. What else is going on? <laughs> it was deliberate. It's trying to. I think yeah, be, and the it, whole show is shitty because they want you to play outside. It would the show be, has a very good focus. It would be an amazing cult favorite if the story actually was exclusively in the background. Why, why don't you why don't you lay your foot off the throttle there? Amazing, <laughs> amazing cult favorite. <laughs> well, you know, people would like it a lot if, like, you had a whole plot going on in the background that was never drawn attention to, while this yeah. very surface level, quote unquote, comedy is going on in front. It's sort of teaching you not to focus on the on the plot and just wait for all the jokes. That is what it's going for. 
Like, it's, it, no, it's, it's not even that, like, it just makes you kind of believe that because it's a variety show. It seems like it's actively encouraging you to just ignore all the things it's talking about. Yeah. Which, you know, they're trying to look too hard. <laughs> it's really hard to listen to what they're talking about um, unless it's the narrator. What, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of times when they just draw extreme attention to things that don't need it. What do you think of the character that just goes around reading things? I like him. <laughs> I like him a lot too. I think it's, it's fun to read. It's fun. Yeah. I like that font. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty good. But if if I don't know if that was just accommodating the viewers who like couldn't read very fast or like he's reading out things that technically need to be read to understand what's going on, but since you didn't have a good idea of what was going on anyway. Well, they're drawing attention to it, and then they're drawing attention to the fact that they're, they're drawing attention to it, which is why I, I like some of these things that they draw attention to are are obvious, just meta nods mm. that I can I can forego just actively hating it to appreciating their you know. <laughs> Their sense of self awareness. Was there? But a, it just doesn't happen often. Was there a like a time in comedic history where meta was actually really funny, and we just like moved past it, or is it just a sensibility that we've outgrown? I I do feel as though it's something that is currently looked down on, like meta textual awareness, mm-hmm. just because it's so overplayed for modern comedy. It it feels like a five years ago thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, it, it feels very meme-ish. Yeah, memetic. I'm gonna go with meme-ish. Mm-hmm. What is your reason? Because the show would want me to. Because it's the spite cast, damn it. <laughs> this is the spite cast. Hating <laughs> each other with the power of an ox. You really, you really, you really, you really like oxymoron industries, don't you? I do. <laughs> By the way, if you guys hear, like, a clicking sound, it's because I'm, like, flicking open this pocket knife that I have. I am also cracking my toes. I'm not... Okay, well, that's less... (laughs) That's less menacing than you think it is. (laughs) Yo, watch out for that guy. He's got a pocket knife. Oh, you don't want to mess with Joey Toecracker. Yeah, he can predict the weather. (laughs) He sure can. I got bored at work the other day, and I uh, decided that uh, I would just talk about anything to fill the time. To, uh, no. <laughs> to a person or to yourself? Yeah, no. Did you become the narrator? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. No, I was um, I was looking up arthritis and how people, old people, can predict the weather. Yeah, and yeah. it's all about like uh, barometric pressure changes rather than like uh, anything in the moisture or anything like that. Which I think I kind of instinctually already knew, but it was it was good to have that knowledge. I feel like I learn a lot at work when I'm not when I'm not working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work is my. I feel so bad for anybody my age who finds it hard to get a job because I didn't deserve the job, and it's really easy, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't have to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Someone's looking out for me. Like I'll constantly realize I need to do something the day before it's due. I don't think that's any sort of like programming in my own brain. Like I'll fall asleep on the subway and wake up two seconds before my stop. It's incredible, and I have to travel for like an hour. Someone's looking out for me. I'm looking out for you, Ben. I think it might be the narrator. The narrator's looking at Ben Plotz. He's trying to increase the dramatic tension. He's taking all Ben's under his wing. I like when he gets fired and has to, and like, someone is narrating the rest of the show, and you'll, in the middle of the narration, you'll just hear fighting sounds without <laughs> a break, without any break in the actual visuals. And then the former narrator will just start chiming in again as though nothing happened. The narrator is the highlight, but only when they don't draw extreme attention to him. It's 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 like with anything else; they're drawing too much attention, it becomes worse. Yeah, but on the, his own, the, the like, narr- he'll just he'll just break the scene and say like, "Really, that's the best writing we could do." Yeah, and, and that's back. not bad. You just need a you just need one sentence. Right, the, and the that's, show that's gives I think two what sentences they... where one will suffice, and it always suffers because of it. Exactly, and that's the problem with. You know, trying to, if you have a variety show such as this in a plot that's obviously nonsense, like, uh, it, it, it almost seems like it's trying to cross the line twice by just making it so obvious that this is the joke. Like, you know how sometimes you'll start laughing at a joke and you'll kind of get those giggles and it'll dumb, dumb down again and you're still looking at the person that you were laughing with and you'll both crack a grin and then laugh twice as hard? Yeah. They never really get that. Nope. They don't. They don't have the timing or the or the chops for it when they go for it. If there were, I mean, they cram a lot of jokes in, 
But if they like doubled the jokes in half the time span, it would be really good. Even Maybe. If, even if they just kept with the wordplay, like if they ratcheted it up to Robin Williams level of wordplay, <laughs> I could see it going very well. Wordplay's pretty solid. Like I would, it's... I think the the show would be better if they just recorded Robin Williams as the narrator and then just drew the show around what he wanted. I uh, I think that uh, a lot of shows would benefit from Robin Williams being in them. <laughs> let's let's figure out our top five. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. You wanted me to fill time. <laughs> hey, you're doing an okay job, but I, I um, this is that's a little bit of too esoteric. Oh, but the um, I didn't I did, I forgot to say about the intro. Mm. I love it. Yeah, it's like the, the shapes. <laughs> I it's love the very, shapes moving it's around. It's very interesting. I just love the music. It's still in my head right now. Bob. Just, they get a lot of mileage out of that trombone. Yeah. Sometimes sheeple just pull out a trombone and go with Bob Dylan guy. You played trombone in high school. I did. It was the best instrument in the world. Yeah. Uh, this music is good if you like jazz. I do like jazz. And bad if you don't, because <laughs> that's all they do. <laughs> well, they do a little military theme for the general. It's sort of, uh, the music is sort of an allegory for the humor in the show. Uh. <laughs> it's all experimental, some of it hits, you have to wait for the good parts, just suffer through while the artist kind of figures out where he is. Yeah. In that haze of methamphetamines. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, you gotta, alright, um, what else do we got? Farmer John, Angry Swede, uh, the woman with the, with the stainless steel wig. Oh, Lady Richington? Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, Which is like it's a it's sort of similar. It, yeah, in in the same way that a lot of the characters from Fairly Fairly Odd Parents were yeah. there for one reason. Like, um, what was his name? Chester McBadbat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one joke, <laughs> but it's a funny joke. One joke. A lot of one-dimensional characters, but none of the dimensions intersect. <laughs> Which I don't mind. Usually. I, I don't mind that too much. Uh, yeah, yeah I, just, I don't know. I kind of wanted this to be better, because I remember it being better. I remember being yeah. really exciting when it came on, like, compared to the other stuff that was on all the time. I think it might just be because it's the first variety show thing with that kind of sense of humor wordplay. Because, I mean, you like Shakespeare yeah. well enough. Yeah. You're doing, like, a Shakespeare play pretty soon. Like, you like wordplay good. I, I, I like wordplay well. Yeah, Superman likes wordplay good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, like that. Like, I feel like this show informed a lot of our humor. <laughs> Did we write this show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have. Um, to find out, tune in for chapter three. <laughs> yeah, uh, a carton cast. It's a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> sure. Um, it, it's harder moments? than it looks, Ben, the wordplay. Like, I know they were trying hard really to, hard. It's harder than it looks if you do it all ad-lib. That's, okay. <laughs> if you if you do it as a job, it should be pretty easy. <laughs> like, Fair, I, enough. Fair enough. Like, we're, we're ad-libbing right now, and we're making better jokes I'm gonna stop. I'm going to stop defending this show. Thank you. Yeah, we, we were trying to get a show that we didn't think, we, we didn't find better than we thought it would be. This is just as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, winner, winner, chicken dinner. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for uh, meeting your expectations? Uh, yeah, no. Succeeding in this in this podcast, in the, in put, like, setting the bar? I just like 10 out of 10s. <laughs> like fingers? Got them all there. You really have to help me out, man. <laughs> I, I, I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty tired, actually. Like... <laughs> So we we both were staying at our brother's last night, and Zane went to bed probably around one, and I didn't go to bed until around like three forty-five. Hearthstone and Magic Draft that I wanted to watch, Jeez. and and also I was sleeping on a couch so that you could drive home today without hurting your back. I did hurt my back. You're welcome. <laughs> I guess I'll I guess I'll just ignore your feelings in the future. But yeah, I'm very I'm very tired. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to this and be disgusted with myself, and I'm okay with that because. The writers of the show were. Yeah. And why right. should we try when we're not getting paid? <laughs> which will say, which, you know, the segue into send us money to, I don't know. The spite, you want, you, you the want to spite, bail me? The spite cast. 
We would try harder if we got paid. <laughs> yeah, despite cast. We would try harder. Like, our only motivating factor is making each other feel bad. <laughs> audience. And we succeeded. I want to I address the audience for a second. We don't care about you. <laughs> we don't care about anything you have to say. <laughs> Probably because we haven't actually produced any of these episodes yet. I put them up online. Yeah. Zane, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I got no idea what you're saying anymore. <laughs> just so fine. So, um... Give us, Zane, why don't you give us the darkest thing that could happen in the podcast? Okay. Um, did you say podcast? I, did I? <laughs> I think you did. And so I didn't even say the word that was the incorrect word correctly? Yeah. Uh, okay. I think the darkest thing that, that could happen, like, it would have to be in the meta theme of the show. Uh, All right. I feel like it would take have me to on, be. Take me on a roller coaster, Zane. It would have to be with the narrator. Um. Mm. So I'm thinking the narrator realizes that um, the things he says, like, rather than just report what he says, he realizes that the things he says become the events. Wait, are you talking about uh, Stranger Than Fiction? Uh, I didn't see it. I'm actually yeah. thinking more like the computer in uh, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Oh, am? Yeah, it just becomes a power-mad dictator and just tortures the characters forever. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> Which they they deserve it. I mean, <laughs> they're pretty bad characters. You know, they didn't do a lot when they had agency, so <laughs> yeah. taking it away is not as bad as it could be. Put it put it in the hands of this uh, diabolical computer. You know, but you know what um, he would say instead of "I have no mouth and I must scream." I am the law. I have no mouth and I must sheep. I, I have no mouth and I must bleed. Yeah, there you go. That and it's better. just like, and it's just like an auto-tune, bah, like for for all of eternity. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, that's good. The worst <laughs> alarm clock ever. The door is a jar. The door is a jar. <laughs> yeah, man, that's like the the thing that you're saying with the narrator describing events and then them happening. Yeah. Um, is the plot in Stranger Than Fiction? Oh, neat. Yeah, it uh, it's it's of uh, stars Will Ferrell, and there's this narrator whom uh is writing his life events, and he starts to hear the narration. Oh, nice. And he starts to hear, like, he had no idea that in a week's time, he would be dead. Were, what? Were, what did you say? Were there a series he, of wacky misunderstandings? No, it was all happening. Oh. And uh, he confronted the author, and the author said, uh, the work would suffer for it, so you have to die. <laughs> and he's like, that's fucked up. And then he reads it, and he's like, no, I agree, this is a way better <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the darkest thing that could happen in this. Yeah, Will Ferrell. What would the general what? actually do with his ray gun? It wasn't if clear he had why Will he Ferrell's was... voice. No, no, no. What would the? I mean, what would the? Yeah, what would General Specific do if he actually got sheep to power a sheep powered ray gun? Like, oh, he'd probably just like uh, invade like uh, a society who understands turns of phrases implicitly. Sweden. <laughs> probably. That's why he's angry. People. He's the he's the mole. Oh. Yeah, he has to keep up the 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 guise of a raving madman, or else he would be uh, garnered suspicion. It's like everybody in this place is bonkers. I'm gonna have to be bonkers for a long He's doing a great job. <laughs> I guess so. I don't feel like he's really that. Like the angry, you already have the angry scientist. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You already fulfilled. You already did this joke too much the first time. <laughs> you don't need a separate character to do the same thing. Yeah, that's the fatal flaw. They thought that... Just they thought that the be worst more... jokes needed more highlighting. And they didn't get the point, which is a light touch. Like a like a, like a safe cracker. Or a guy who burns down his home for the insurance money. You make yeah, it look like it an look electrical, electrical thing. <laughs> yeah, you make it look like an electrical thing. Sorry, I should have let you fill that in. I wasn't sure if you got it. Oh, I I did. <laughs> we're, we'll do a future episode eventually. <laughs> do a you know, once season. we're... Once we need a once we need a breather, which could happen pretty soon, considering <laughs> I will say you're not gonna get a breather for a little bit. Oh, jeez! Um, unfortunately, I was really debating between what to put you through for this next episode. I did come down on something, and I don't know if we need another episode of Spycast, but I don't know if you learned your lesson. I so I, I feel like I, I need to do it. I think I learned my lesson, but I'm I'm curious. All right, well, like. Fifty minutes in. Are we are are we all done with uh with sheep? 
I don't, I don't, ha- I don't know what else I could say. Well, we've kind of just been rambling for twenty minutes. Oh, there was one thing I wanted to put say this about on lockdown. Yeah, we could. Well, um, what, what thing did you want to say? The the whole narrator as a character thing. Did you yeah. ever see what was that one play? It was like Through the Woods or the grandmother's house, or in, it was called something the, like that. Into the Woods, yeah. Was it called Into the Woods? Yeah, it's great. Uh, Sondheim, I think. Yeah, great, great musical. Yeah, Sondheim. Um, yeah, and it's got the character of the narrator, and then he gets eaten halfway through, and all the other characters are like, what the hell do we do? Yeah, they, like, throw him to the giant or something. I don't yeah, remember exactly. Yeah, the giant fucking eats him. Like, yeah. out of, like something out of uh, R.L. Stein. He's, he's the scapegoat. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? The giant's like, who did this? And everybody's like, uh, he did, technically. That, well, that shit, shithead keeps moving the plot along. <laughs> Take it up with him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Are we are we ready to uh, put the sheep down? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to say though, Zane, don't look away. Wait, Boy, wait. A boy's gotta grow up sometime. No, no, darkest thing. Farmer John only wanted sheep to live so he'd be big enough so that he could cook them. That's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, I kind of like him being made into his, into an example for the other sheep. It's oh. like this. This is why you stay on my territory. But he's gotta say it in that dumb voice. This is why you have to stay within the community and complete your leadership training. You sound like the brain globe. Like the brain... The brains. We are giant farmers. <laughs> we know everything, but we are gigantic farmers. Do you, did you know why, why they named him Farmer John? Again, a joke they did not need to call attention to. Like, oh, I get it. His first name it. is stupid. And you can also make it into his first and then also his middle name by calling him Far and then Mur. Yeah. That's not even a good joke by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Would you like to do a whole segment on it? <laughs> no. Too bad. <laughs> That's the only thing I remembered from this show. And when you brought it up, that came into my head. I'm like, good. <laughs> you got really mad. I got extru- I got furious. You got angry? <laughs> <laughs> I got- I would say I See, had, if they, had if they had done the same joke but rephrased it, it would have been good again. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I think they needed other people to say it, maybe. Like, did you get this to the mad scientist? I really thought he was just the, 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 the perturbed scientist. Yeah, you might <laughs> Like, just have, like, him asking, like, uh, like his coworkers goes... or his wife or something like that. He really prefers to go by. <laughs> or, like, he gets, like, one letter a month and has to go to the post office. And he's like, where where's my mail? And he's like, oh, I got a bunch of mail for you. But it was all addressed to, like, you know, upset scientists. You know, we, we couldn't set, we couldn't push it through. You had to come and get it at your P.O. box. I wonder how he'd feel about that. My guess? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> I could categorize his emotions. <laughs> okay, uh, that, like that—that's definitely more than we could milk the sheep. We should probably. Is that supposed to be good for you? Sheep milk? I know yak's milk is supposed to be nutritious. You can pick the hairs out. I'm not a—I'm not a doctor or a yeti. What? Your name isn't farmer. Farmer doctor. 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 Doctor farmer. If he had a PhD <laughs> in, in farming. Farmer John Doctor. I can't do any more of this, Zane. No? I felt like I should try to... We should not have a self-imposed... We should do an hour of it. I this, think okay. we did. So we made it this long. We made it this long on Spite. Uh, you, made it, uh, you made it this long on Spite. I made it this long on Rambling. Sure. You made it Spite for yourself, really. I think you're still angry. I learned my lesson. Yourself. I'm, re- I'm ready, lesson. and I'm ready for you to tell me how I'm going to learn my lesson again. Yeah, like because if this show has so- shown us anything, if one thing is funny, it's going to be funny if you point it out multiple times. So let's have <laughs> us both be slightly perturbed, slash angry, slash mad, slash uh, um, what? What are some of the red mage terms for angry? Rageonomic. Rageonomic. Mega anger. Omniloth. Mega anger. Omniloth. Anathemalis. Yeah. I like Anathemalis. I don't love it. But anyway. Um, are, you, are you angry about it? Damn it, we need to stop this. It's, it's the only thing we could say anymore. Because it was brain. so prevalent in the show. Get it's won't get out of my head. I'm going to be having dreams of those stupid eyes bugging out of his head. And that awful hunchback. You're going to be promoted to major problems. <laughs> yeah. 
That was another thing. I like I like those. The... I like those oxymoronic title names. What do oh, you yeah. What do you think? Private thoughts? I'd rather not say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Major minor, and it's like a four year old. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, a three power unit from Stratego. General Electric. So in the next episode of the Cartoon Cast, please something um, good. We're gonna be. I'm gonna take a left turn from Western animation, um, and. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. try doing some anime. Um, I figured the format that we should do, and we we came up with we had a quorum on this. I just want to say, I just want to interrupt you. If you are going Might west well. and you turn left, you're going south, not east. Is that true? Yeah. Is there a reason that you needed to point it out? Did you think that I misunderstood that? No. Also tired. Yeah. Hey, you drove a lot today. <laughs> Did you turn left when you were going west at some point and just needed to shoehorn your life into the, the car? No, because you said I'm going to take a left turn at Western Animation. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even catch that. We're both tired. I need to go we to sleep. We should start doing this like early morning. <laughs> no, that is an incorrect thing. I think I'm funnier at the end of the day. All right, they're, they've been waiting long enough. What are we What are we watching? <laughs> they very much haven't been waiting long enough because they probably have turned it off 20 minutes in once they realized they really, didn't have anything I to really say. hope they did. <laughs> I me, me too. I if don't want to put my name on this. Listen, if you hung out for this long, like good for you. You get a name. No, no, no. Read a, read a book. Read any funny book. Go on a walk. Do something that's more <laughs> worthy of your time. Listen to the Fairly Odd podcast again. That was a good one. That was a great one. It's pretty good. It, it didn't have Solomon Grundy, but beyond that, it was pretty good. I wish this show had Solomon Grundy. They could they could have shoehorned him in pretty easily. Then they could have show... fall from the. The, the ceiling and have him talk about the days of the week in an accent. This show is all shoehorns. And have him being upset. Yeah, like Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. This show is just uh, an, a disgruntled, I'm sorry, an angry employee at uh, Foot Locker. Yeah. Just doodling and diddling. Anyway. Let's lock it so, up. Let, let's try. <laughs> let's lock up this, sho- this, this Foot Locker. <laughs> I'm gonna choke, like, pretty soon. Just... Out of out of the rage, but uh, okay. So we're taking a left turn at Western Animation. Don't interrupt me. Uh, we're gonna try animation or anime rather, Japanimation, as we call it. Um, I think we both came to a decision that we didn't want to do anything that had a definite story arc through the entire series. Mm-hmm. We kind of just want to keep it to something that can be confined to one or two or three episodes in sort of like plot arcs, or just like every day is a different thing. Like they're not building to some some sort of uh, they're they're not like following any sort of, anything that can be spoiled I right. guess so for that reason we will be watching Hamtaro next time yes <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure how you'd take that I was considering it it's going to be Hamtaro time when we work together it's much better yeah. oh do you like sour <laughs> sunflower seeds by the way uh we like sunflower seeds uh, crumb, crumb, crumb 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 <laughs> crumb 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 <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. A lot of animal-centric stuff going on here. Yeah, animals and, you know, cartoons do pretty well by each other. Like, I I think as you... I I think there's definitely an evolution as you uh, mature. You initially like animals, like ladybugs and, like, beanie babies and whatnot. Um, You eventually like other people. You start to, you know, get... um, You find, find these fulfilling relationships in your life and can relate to others and kind of see them as people, too. And it makes your own life very interesting. And then when you get much older, you start thinking of, uh, uh, if you're me, you start thinking of, like, uh, Lovecraftian deities and, like, <laughs> things, that could not, things that could not be. And I, I, I can't wait for me to turn 70 and, like, see what's after that. <laughs> How would you enjoy a sheep in the big city, like, plushie? The sheep is kind of awful, but um, I think if I could squeeze him and have him bleat, I'd be pretty happy about it. You, but you wouldn't enjoy it as much as you would, like, uh, an H.P. Lovecraft um, plushie. Like a... Like a... Like a Nyarlathotep? Yeah. Um, like, and when you, when you like, tickle him, all his uh, tentacles wiggle, and he just starts foaming? Yeah. Cut, print. <laughs> Good <laughs> enough. So, yeah, we're going to watch Hamtaro next time. Um, it does... It, you know, it does follow an anime format, but, like, I challenge you to find any like definitive plot arc <laughs> yeah, i remember one time they almost overdosed on sugar and died like it was heroin 
and a couple times they almost uh, they almost raped that one French one. I don't remember exactly. Bijou. Bijou. Boss. I don't yeah. Know. I don't I can remember bear- it quite in those terms. I remember that they were like uh, fraggles that wanted to fuck. I might be wrong. You're thinking of That's actual how hamsters. No, no, that that is what I'm thinking. Don't hamsters eat their own like babies or something? Uh, almost everything does, right? On that note, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to cousin Lola. So yeah, on that note, um, yeah. But then, until next time, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know what I really hate about this show. <laughs> <laughs> Darn near everything. Uh, yeah. Good enough. Let's play that jazzy, uh, jazzy tune again. I want to hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ba ba ba. All right. Till next time, bah, with the power of an ox. Big City!